You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yesterday, I thought I've got it. I'm having a desk, and all that. I thought I'd got Corona yesterday. Yesterday, all of a sudden, I went out West Brom. I came back yesterday. I went out West Brom, come back, and all of a sudden, I just felt tired. I thought I was going to get a car. Started coughing a little bit. Bitchy drive through, bitchy lateral throw, and all of that. Three different kits. They Wait, say, no, hold up, hold up. Let, let's record this here. Let me just do the first introduction and then we can... What are you drinking? This. What are you got to drink there for? Are, you, are, we, are we allowed to drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Job, you're not. You're not, right? Nah, I'm going to have to talk about health and all that. I'll be talking about alcohol. Hang on, let me just record this first. Uh, We've me... been talking about alcohol and you're going to have a... you got a bottle of Cointreau there. <laughs> Red Stripe. Okay, now. Are we allowed to swear? Yeah, you can say anything you like. Man. Wait, in right. Punjabi as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, suchi, suchi, really? Any, anything, man. Hang on. Even uh, in Punjabi? You know, I'll you need to put you. a rating on it. It's always explicit. Welcome to another episode of the Bandwagon Podcast. And today is the first uh, Christmas edition that I'm uh, doing with this, uh, this whole platform. And... Um, who else can I get, really? Some of the guys who, who've cheered me up throughout this whole year on social media and anything else. Um, I've, I've had to go back to the original who I started number one with, which is uh, uh, Harjab. And then we have got Nickel from USR, um, proper, proper uh, top guy. So welcome. Thank you. I like that intro. I like that. There you go with it. So this one, I'm going to have a, a bit of a festive, a festive drink as well. So. Whatever you want to do. Sara Sal Tanu Hoga Kandan Shrab Napio Napio up red stripe the bottle for you. I don't I don't stop anybody from having it. This is back to my hands with roots in it. So we, we would have done this in person, but obviously with the conditions going on, you know how it is, isn't it? Bravo. I just today, <laughs> today is the highest rate of infection ever. So they're saying 76,000. So and basically yeah, yeah. 78, 78. Yeah, yeah. So what he's saying is what they're saying is. Got to eat by told don't go out, basically, isn't it? Yeah, work from home. 
from from this stage from this stage it's basically saying that it's very it's very transmissible highly transmissible it's milder than the delta variant uh, studies are showing at this point um but obviously the amount of dosage and other comorbidity issues and the amount of people getting it at the same time plus the unvaccinated population is it going to be enough for the uh, NHS to hold up? So they're predicting between four to 6,000 daily admissions into the NHS. If that overwhelms, then that's where we start getting the, the whole problems come, kicking in. So they're yeah, saying yeah. if you don't need to meet up, don't meet. So all those DJ Christmas meetups, you might want to put them on, on, on hold. They'll hate yeah. each other anyway. You know what, I think it was you actually, Ricky, the first person that shouted at me on social media because I put my viewpoints about coronavirus and lockdown and yeah. what I think about it. And you go, look, Nick, you've got to be careful about what you say online because... You, you use the word influencer. I don't use that for myself yet, but you said, look, even if there's a solvent that's following you or 100,000, you can still influence a person's decision, right? So you said, look, you've got to be careful about what you write because yeah. you know, it's all black, it's all fake. Thank you, stuff for football. Are you an anti vaxxer? I hope you ain't. No, I've got both of them. These are saying go for the third one. Yeah. Like, look, I can't do it until Monday because I've got shows on the weekend. The reason why I kicked off, like, at the beginning, uh, we were doing stupid hours in my work and it just started like just getting everybody to just know what the hell was going on and just get everybody in, in a flow in it. And then the problem, what happened was, is, um, you know, all the kind of conspiracy theories at the time, which was 5G, you had people not putting masks on, a job doing his little videos, you know, <laughs> with, with the cock out and shit. And then we had... Um, then we then we had that one video where people are like going have haldi you'll be fine you know gotcha. some, yeah that's it. The, the some woman yeah <laughs> and some and she was amritari as well yeah and she did a video saying got take out and you won't get coronavirus sadde sauthal kaisen carry the thalle sare gatthe hi mukoge lok gatthe de bore chak chak ke I don't know whether she was related to a supermarket geezer or something. But yeah. I tell you, there's Marky a conspiracy mate. there. That, yeah, no. uh, we're in about a week. There's no good tea. After they bought it, it went like ridiculously priced as well. Yeah. But anyway, so what, what was going on was we were constantly fighting this wave of conspiracy. And so I was I was getting really, really passionate about it and like basically saying, stop to even in my own, uh, own circles, like stop forwarding the, the stupid stuff out. Because what you're doing is just causing panic for everyone. Mm. And then obviously um, online, I was just being the same. So anyone that's putting somewhere, I was like, do this. Then I realized to a point, I was like, I was actually giving up because it was it was tiring, man. You can't keep it up. And then eventually you were at this point. Because remember, it's uncharted. We've never been here before. And now mm. people are like, you know, if you want to go and do that, that's up to you. But if you're going to make a choice, make an informed choice in it. Don't listen to all these algorithms that are telling you one thing, just make, if you're going to make a decision, make it sensibly, whatever you're going to do. Bro, base it on facts. Yeah, yeah. That's the key. Whatever you do, base it on facts. Yeah. And not hit and hoping. But I find you that in sound, that's the way, Anna. We hit and hope a lot. And a lot of, and now, especially as I call it, like people have got degrees from WhatsApp University. So, <laughs> so all, all they graduate about there. And they're like, you know, Mari, you go And for that, for me, it was like getting to me like, oh my God, man. Then I, I was like you, like, let's try and dispel the myths. And then I thought, get up, get up, move I'd be all day. 
doing this and people are going to believe what they're going to believe and we see it now yeah and like uh you know so and oh covid's going to go away isn't going away it's there today today it's the worst it's ever been yeah it's going to get in the next few weeks as well so this is going to come out a couple of days before christmas uh, it's the christmas week so by then when people listen to it it might be ridiculously rates in terms of what they're predicting is like you know over 100,000 plus a day admit um, not admissions but te- regular testing so it could be significantly higher than that as well so if if you want to if you want to get out any programs or not get anyone any presents you got enough excuses now I've got two weddings left for the year. I really hope that they're going to do a lockdown or change the rules and stuff. Do it in January. Because why? He's, he's not. He's not going to lock down before January. I tell you why. Yeah, and he, I, does, he doesn't want to be the bunda that cancelled Christmas twice, and especially yeah. after this party stuff all going out. It's another kind of thing. Car, but you all the pizza, the wine, the cheese, and the candy. Now, like, do you Don't you think yeah? the the public have lost that faith? Uh, and it's hard to restore that now because yeah, how are you going to follow a leader that's breaking their own rules? It's not that you know when you got tr- when you had Trump in it across the country, getting away with what he did, yeah, you know what how you doing things and whatever. He's brought the tolerance level of what these what these politicians can get away with now. Yeah, and so now as you're doing it, like people have already forgotten a little bit about the party and they just carry on the other thing. But uh, Nico, just advice here. Don't worry about your wedding thing, right? All you need to do is just sit on Instagram and just watch everyone. You, you just watch. You just watch the wedding on Instagram, like we do. Everyone's weddings on Instagram. They only show the best bits anyway. So what do you know? Obviously, about? obviously, I don't actually. I do free post once the set up. The first dance, I'll be unnatched up. That's it. Yeah, I'm yeah. The yeah, yeah. I mean, no, but it's good. But that, but you, you need to sell Instagram view uh, like the party package, so you don't have to attend in it. It's COVID free. That, that's what I'm looking. I'm, look, money from it I'm looking forward to Christmas Day when I don't have to see someone's wedding on on Instagram. That, yeah. that's, that's I, the I, I, I I thought weddings were going to become low key after COVID, but I think they've come back with a, even bigger than before. So people yeah. are like, that means either they haven't spent any money and they've saved up even more, or it means that they, they just want to say, right, because we've been delayed a year. I can't work that out, but, um, you know, I had a feeling they were going to come back more than before, but I really hope that common sense would prevail, but it didn't. I think- to be fair, Hajab, I think this year, I mean, since we've kicked off in July, June, was it June the 26th, I think, uh, yeah. we had our first wedding after lockdown, and we've been on it every single week Day one, we're doing like one or two at the start when the dancing was not allowed. Mm. When July the 19th, I think, we had a Monday wedding the same day, so we moved it from the Sunday to the Monday, and there must have been about 400 people at the wedding, and I reckon about 350 people on the dance floor. They were like, full blast. And we've been doing that all, every weekend, up until, we're still doing it, we've got a wedding every single weekend, and it's amazing. But going back to your point, some weddings, most weddings have dropped their numbers, Either they've dropped it themselves or people just aren't turning up because they're saying, you know, we're not going to take the risk with the elderly, et cetera. Um, but otherwise, the quality of weddings is still there, if not better. People are saying, well, we're less, well, we'll spend more on less people because it's more intimate and stuff. So there's two ways of it, really. Are there still big turnouts? Or, are, so or, or have the elders stayed away? Have you seen, like, because a lot of people, I haven't been to a lot of weddings, so I thought I'm not going to take mum and dad and... See, you know the way you just said that, I'm not going to take mum and dad. A lot of people have thought at that because at the start, there was a lot of empty tables. And, you know, when you're paying caterers per head and you're paying it, you're, you're paying that regardless, right? Um, 
It's well, even account. even if you use one plate, you still got to pay for the four hundred you booked. You still got to pay for the one day because thought I contact her and that's it done. Yeah, agla onani biyate. That's not the caterer's fault. They've still been told to supply certain amount. Onto bichar. Bhaftal lamb doale lagare hona. Saying that, but the thing is, it's harder for a DJ because it's a numbers game in it. The more yeah. people at a party, the more likely you're going to get a busy dance floor, right? And going back to that point, um, guys, on News Eve, this guy's. Schedule, uh, postponed his wedding, I think, three times. And the third day is now in uh, New Year's Eve. And normally, New Year's Eve, Christmas is my family time. But I asked the missus, she goes, Look, but yeah, he's a nice guy, just do it. And so I'm going to do it. And she and said, then, We need the money, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the guy's got away with it three times. You take the hint in it now. Sarah's all billionaire. Their numbers are dropped from 350 down to 240, right? And then he still has to pay the case with the full amount. Now he said to me, he goes, look, it would have been your family. We got we got lots of time. I'm I'm missing like the super charm, yeah. I see the dog eating some viati, huh? Yeah. I always find that a bit like. Yeah. What you doing? You should start. Look, everyone else is doing a dinner and dance to Ote Kali. True, true. I should do that. Let me just write that one down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but um, each their own, and everyone's got their own way of thinking. A lot of cancellations, a lot of move dates, um. Up and in general, you know, people has gone ahead with their things. Sorry, you know what? Everyone's got their own way of looking at it, Anna. From a lawyer's <laughs> point, from a lawyer's point of view, let me give a little advice to someone whose wedding has been postponed three times. That's God trying to give you a hint. and if you don't listen, well, God, give it a year, mate. Yeah, no, that's okay. We can have divorce parties. wedding hall he goes uh, basically they had it for like 100 people like 300 people and gave him the price then this is for 100 people then he goes i ain't going to give you my hall for for two grand am i you know because the way that they were relatively the way that they were saying it's going to be definitely going to be half the price he yeah, goes yeah, it, yeah, it, it, from from that like. side yeah so from it depends on what kind of industry you're coming from like the like the industry that's smashing it lady sangeet oh yeah yeah i i see like, like, i don't come I, out of norway Well, I watch um, uh, and you know, I I talk to her. She's been on the show, uh, Dish. So yeah, yeah she does a lot of yeah. her from Amo's camp, Anna from the chaos. Yeah, yeah. Right. She's so good. Really and I know good. Amo for a long time is a good lad. We we'll sit down. We usually have a laugh, and um, but yeah, so I've seen him bring Dish into it, and he's a star and all of that. And I've seen Dish grow, but she is smashing it on the lady singing, smashing it. And then you know she's doing um, really well, yeah. She is, and she's good. And she looks ronicky as well. She looks like she's not just there to count the money. She's getting yeah. involved and she's having a good time herself. Yeah, yeah. And she really gets into it, yeah. Mm. And then I see um uh Sadi uh Manny Manny, Manny Cor as well, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lucky's wife, right? Uh, the these. So I see her getting there. Um, Sonia Panacea in London with Sor Sangeet. They're doing yeah. it as well. So there's a, it's quite a niche. In fact, sometimes yeah. I felt look, a patol kitul kibioni se clear. I would smash it at a lady Sangeet. <laughs> If I can chat to all the buddhiya 
and do all that juggling with him. I've grown yeah, up you'd love it. You'd love it. You'd love it. I would eat. smash it, mate. I would. In fact, like, this year I got offered, um, you know, like just before COVID, the first time I, because they do this in Canada, I hosted a wedding in Canada, in um, like MC? Yeah, Montreal, Montreal. Yeah, like MC. In listen, in Punjabi and England, MC means something else. Yeah. Yeah, right. But when they say, you want to be an MC? And I said, no, definitely not. And I go, what's that, man? They go, you want to host our wedding? And I'm like, well, what's that got to do with being an MC? <laughs> and they're like, they're like, no, no, you haven't understood. So, yeah, I, I did that. And that's the only time I'll do it. It's my nephew's like wedding. And so uh, I did that. And it, But the weddings, how they do it there, they go on too long, man. Too many speeches and too like that sort of stuff. We get straight down to it. But, yeah, the market is definitely there. Like, Dish is smashing. Congratulations, man. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, for for like you know coming out of that and um, you know doing songs as well, doing a lot of stuff, and as a woman, and yeah. it's hard because you know That's we're a male-dominated industry. So yeah. yeah, and but then we've got to give it to a pioneer of that is also DJ Nav. So yeah. she's always she's, smashed it. she's always smashed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah she's she one of the only DJs I see who takes a jutti off when she DJs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, I see, I see, I see the DJ, and I said, "Where's the dog? A dog? You do, you do realize that there's someone else in here who takes their shoes off in the DJ, yeah? What is yeah, it's they, just com it's just comfortable. I, I don't know. I just, I just prefer it. You know, fresh air come to your feet. It's I've got my shoes off now. There's something else. There's something else. We know that. Yeah, we got that. That's available on the. That's that's available on the exclusive. You know what? I feel quite older. I yeah, being in front of Hajar now because every time I'm around him. I've never got one of these in my hand. And I thought tonight is going to be like a podcast being recorded, man. I want to look presentable and all the rest of it. I thought that I'd the girl. That's what I thought. I thought. Uh, you, 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 put, you, put, you put me off the beer. I I've got to get the other one. No, the, man, the man who's alcohol awareness on the glass. On the red drive in the world. What are you? Fair play. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. Damn, damn, damn. I, te I teach him how to do it properly. But you know, like going back to that point that you mentioned about Kanda, and you said that, um, like, really long-winded, etc. Do you not find receptions in India just all about sugan and a bit nudged up and then it disappears after maybe a bit of food? Yeah, uh, but bro, that's all about money. It's all about, it's all about, right? Yeah, so, it's too much. How yeah, does yeah. one enjoy their own wedding reception. The girl just looks down with a ton like this chair. The guy's obviously a little bit more open, but the, all they do is just sit down on those two chairs and just got crowds and crowds of people coming down for a photo. And by the time they're ready to join the dance floor, it's like, Nicola, you done? No one enjoys their own wedding. So I, mm. I you know, people always enjoy other people's. Think of the best weddings you've been to. It's not, not been your own. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> But you did have I, more I, I, I did. Let's be honest. I, I, I love my wedding. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. like, I ain't ever going because your body's watching. Yeah, no, no, she's, <laughs> she's, she's outside, outside the studio. She's there. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've been honest. <laughs> no, fair play. Fair play. Now, I've been to the UK weddings, are the best. I'm not just saying that and um, yeah, and India, well, it's still India, but some weddings in India, you say that, Nikul, I've been to some weddings in India, and um, I was, I remember I was at a wedding in India in Mumbai, yeah, and so we took a Gora with us, he's a, a personal trainer, and obviously, you know, so he went there, and he goes, 
I dropped, there's a massive crowd over there. And I said, uh, why? And there was just a stage and someone was on there. And he goes, I said, what's happening? He goes, there's some bloke there. And he's going like this with his belt. Yeah. And everyone's just like asking for his signature. And I thought, what? And everyone wants to take photos of him. I walked over. They'd only bloody hired Salman Khan to dance at a <laughs> wedding. It was Salman Khan. I said, that's not some bloke. That's Salman Khan. You know, and like, and he goes, how much is he going to get for that then? I said, probably about three or 400 grand, like pounds. Wow. And he goes, and I go, what? Just for doing that? Because he's just standing there and moving. He's like going, and he's doing a debunga move. You know that one? Oh, I thought it's all Johnny Gentleman. You know what he takes? No, 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 no. With that, you have to take, he doesn't take it, mate, in three or four lux, three or four crore pay. You want his jug off as well. Ed Danny, you know? It's not us. Only only us lot did it freely, Lalan there. Them weddings on in Mumbai and all that, they are off the scale. They mm. are off the scale. And look at the dishes that they have. Even at Jalunder weddings, there must be about 100 food dishes. Yeah, you stay away from the food. We know what happened with you and food in West Brom, Jackie Potatoes. Yeah, mate. I'll stay. Well, that's English food. Indian tiga. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. But obviously, that's more, not mainstream, but like Delhi. Um, yeah, yeah. Mumbai, they're different. Punjab. I mean, yeah. Punjab. I mean, look, people said to me, like, I've DJ, DJed in India so many times. And it's always in like Punjab, and um, not never like Delhi and anything like that. So people said to me, What the wedding? And I just say, It's like a clara. Anything goes, there's no system. They just hometown. And it's so easy. So easy. It's, it's more of like, just a, a day out, really. Listen, and why don't they play India's DJ the whole song? Why don't they only play like 20 seconds of a song and then on to the next song? Yeah, but the speed of it... Haven't used or them anything? The speed, no, no, no. the speed is like 200 miles per hour as well. Oh, no, but, yeah. And no clarity. No, the no clarity of the track. It's just pure bass, pure treble. Chakadil, chakadil. Chakadil, Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's I love going to India. I don't think I'll be allowed back in India after all my anti-multi posts. But I do like going to India. I just think it's a wicked banter. It's like obviously our homeland. We've been going for so many years. And it has changed. It's not the same kind of love that you had back in the day, but it's a different kind of banter now. Not, maybe because we've grown up, we look at things differently. Every, everything's and, evolving though, Nico, as well. Like, you, like obviously the market is, is like with social media, things are getting smaller. Uh, people can see other ideas and people, they'll operate in a different way. You know, where they'll, they'll naturally gravitate where the money is. And you say Mumbai and... I see what Simon's been doing over there and the types yeah. of wedding I could never, oh, it doesn't make sense to me, but mm-hmm. people want to spend, people right. want to spend money. It doesn't matter what arena it's in. They just want to just show off. And that, that's what it simply comes down. If you want to show off, they'll hire the best in and best. Listen, and listen, 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 you can spend millions on a wedding in India. Yeah. But the etiquette there, after they've eaten a piece of chicken, on the floor. they throw the haddi under the table. They throw the haddi under the table as if that's a kore ali balti there. Oh, no, I yeah. feel sorry for all of them waiters or the marriage oh, palace people at the end who have to clean that up. I know. Have, have you been to some of the pubs in here? They do the same. What are you talking about? Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Prince of Wales. Ricky, I'm at Prince of Wales. <laughs> no, 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 mate, not there. That's fine. When you go to some of the other ones, I'm like looking at it. He goes, it actually took, tastes better from the floor. <laughs> it, 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 look, it, it, it looks better on the way out 
that's what it, that's what it, that's what it, that's what it comes oh, down that's to. That's too much, man. That's too much. So in terms of in terms of highlights, said the the biggest thing that you've that you, that you've learned in terms of this year from wedding industry, it's come back rip roaring. It feels a lot more aggressive than it did a few a few years ago. And people are do you do you find in terms of the competitions got harder? I think look, put it this way: there's always two types of people. People that know who they want to book. And people are looking at how much they want to pay, right? So, unfortunately, in our game, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's one certain DJ that keeps popping up every time. And he's known to be very, very cheap. But from my angle, what I'm looking at, I think his stuff looks really, really good, right? When I see it on social media and stuff, it looks really good. But then you have to value yourself for a certain level. Nico, 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 I don't know. Mira, Exualia. What's cheap for a DJ? What's oh, we've had this conversation. No, no, no. He's going to cost me now. No, no. What's average price and what's high end? Like our average price um, is about five and a half to about eight. Grand, that is, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's right. people that do what we're doing that say eight grand for like three and a half grand okay. and chucking the mossy in there as well on their foot foot and they're just chucking so much in there. And then, and for them, it's like, be honest, we're going to catch on it. Why not? But then you're going to have to have a value to what you're doing. So you uh, I mean? is getting a DJ for two grand now, them days gone. Well, you, you could probably still do it. And don't get me wrong, they'll be good DJs and they'll be nice people. But then, look, if you're going to pay for a brand, not saying that we're the biggest out there, but we're doing a good job. The DJs are bigger than us, charging a lot more money. But we don't undercut. We don't look at people's prices. We're just doing our thing. But there's other one. They're looking at your price tags and say, oh, they're giving you that much. Why do you want to go to them? We'll give you this times two or minus two. You know what I mean? Divide by two figures. And, it, and it's hard in that sense because when they will follow that price as well because it's been difficult in the last year and a half. But... For us, it's like we're having fun of what we're doing. We, we're busy. And for us, like, I put up a status up the other day. You've got to value your own brand, your own product and service. Don't play the, the busy fool. A bundle says, are oh, you busy? Yeah, yeah, I'm rammed. But that doesn't mean it's a good thing, right? You could be charging those one, two thousand pounds and your master's taking half of it because she wants a bit of a hiss out of it as well. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's, it's one of those situations. You've got to value yourself. And everyone's got their own way of looking at it. You know, you might own all your own equipment. We own all our equipment. Doesn't mean I'm going to start doing anything cheap because I've got no clutch on it. You still have to value your time. And there's, oh yeah, I'm not gonna. Okay. You know. The this yo. The this Kevin. Ren, do you remember who this guy is? <laughs> What's his surname? Daniel. Close. Close. He's he's a a actually, yeah, he's a bundle. It's, it's almost he's, there. I'm a bangle. He's a bangle. He's a bangle. He's a pandal. Close. The spell's similar. But you need to go to sleep. Love you. Bye. Sanja, Sanja, I'm going to make a video of your boy. Sanja, I'm going to put While he's there, you know, like, you just said something interesting before, you know, like, more, like you couldn't go to India and that. Do you worry in terms of, like, influence, in terms of the impacts on, on Ray Ray as well? Because, obviously, the kind of things that, you, that he posts about. I, you know, I don't care about the stuff that I post about with him. I think most of his banter is UK-led. I know I've, we've had a few conversations about when he's mentioned um, Sharab or he's put um, the word Jot in his storylines, etc. And there's different people. People, there's a lot of soft people out there at the end day. You know, like, these are my kids. I'm going to try to teach them the best way I can, how I've yeah. been brought up. And I'm not, I don't think I'm doing anything bad by making these funny videos or putting a funny message in like when i was promoting free palestine for example i had messages saying can you say this about this person can you talk about Bindarawala? can you do and it's like i don't want to make it political if i want to do something i'll do it right and i'm only going to teach him what i know 
Um, and and to be fair, it's worked. It's, it's made a lot of people around the world smile. And it's just a positive vibe. And if yeah. someone's going to get upset about the fact that there's a bottle of life in the background or is there a bottle of Chivas or the Nike on oh, the you, you, Sounds like you've had, you've had some people onto you. <laughs> I have, I have. And I actually actively spoke about it on social media because it did bug me at that point. Because, look, it didn't take long to make this video. Like I made a video yesterday. He shot it in four minutes. It takes me about an hour to edit this out. So I'm not spending a lot of time. But the thing is, it's still time that I'm putting in, whether it's 10 minutes or two weeks, we still put it. And you, you want it to be a positive kind of touch. You want to make people smile. You want to make people laugh or get away from the negatives in life and stuff. And for someone just to sit in their bedroom, the way where they sit and write, oh, you shouldn't have done this. Why did you do this? He's only a kid. Aren't you going to? No, he's my kid. I know what's best for him. Isn't it? And I tell the kids, like, if I show you this room, every single toy you can imagine, that we've taken so many holidays. But the most important thing, they get told, that we love them a million times a day. They get cuddles, they get kisses from not just me, wife, not his sister, because they hate each other because they're at that age, but Bibi, Baba, Tai, you know, everyone. And I think that's the most important thing. And that they don't know what happened in your, in your household. So mm-hmm. at that point, I was, I was pissed off. I was upset. I was frustrated. I was disappointed. You know, all sorts of emotions at the same time. But, uh, you know, you can't please everyone at the same time. I mean, as long as the majority are happy, and I know from my heart, I, I didn't do anything bad. And that's how, that's the bottom line. Mm. And then how, how, how petty did it actually get? We, we actually got um, a letter from, I can't remember the actual, um, some kind of high-level regulation, regulatory board saying... Um, Social services. <laughs> <laughs> we've had seven official complaints. And... Uh, and I was like, on what basis? And there's four points. One, he used profanity. So he used a red kutta, which I don't see that as profanity. So Two, um, you're promoting Judd, which I wasn't. Three, he's got Sharab. And four, he was driving a, a, a car. <laughs> and people don't realise that he, he was his four or five at that point. He can't drive. I, well, I, 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 drive. You, know, you know, with the whole... Like you said, Jack Life scandal thing and all that and all that. And yeah, I had that too as well from a certain organization try to say, um, you promote Jack Life. And I said, it's just a branding. Yeah. 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 I, you know, it's just a branding. Yeah. That's yeah. like saying if someone drinks Raj beer or uses Imperial leather, am I promoting the British Empire? Yeah. It's Imperial. Yeah. Am I promoting stormtroopers? <laughs> or am I or am I you know promoting the British Raj? It's a branding, it's a gimmick. And with that, you just have to understand if they're promoting a certain sort of thing. They're not saying anyone else is bad. Everyone yeah. should be proud of whatever backgrounds they're from. It's irrelevant what background you're from. What matters is where you are now. Yeah. And, and what you're doing now. Yeah. And what your your background, yeah, in today's day and age shouldn't and doesn't, I don't think, play that much as a thing. I I when dealing with people, I don't look at their castes or religion or anything like that. And I'm sure you lot don't either, yeah? And so yeah. then to make you out to be, oh, well, actually, you're a castist and you're this and all that. And actually, all my posts have been, I'm very sort of anti-castist, yeah? yeah. So I'm, I'm very anti-castist. I'm very anti that sort. My view has always been, you know, we've got to change our culture. We've got to change the mindset. And that takes ages to do. So I That's always, I always speak about the shit no one wants to speak to. I speak about about the child abuse, about the uh, you know uh, sexual abuse, domestic violence, and stuff like that. 
and I'm glad I do. And I, and I don't expect to be loved for it. Yeah. And I don't expect to you to be loved for what you do either. I I'll tell you what messages you probably get. And we've never spoken about this. I bet you get, why are you subjecting your kid to so much pressure on social media? Yeah. You're not good parents. How's he going to grow up and all of that? Yeah. You're putting uh, pressures on him and you know, expectancies on him. Yeah. He needs to be stay away from social media. Let him find himself. You're molding his career. You're doing this, blah, blah, blah. You probably get all of that stuff, right? It's him and sending the messages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're all from me. Right now, right. So, despite me and you are probably got two different trains of thoughts, yeah? yeah. You've never, I've never put a picture of my kids or my wife on social media. That's yeah. because we've got an agreement that my wife says you are in the public eye everywhere, you get recognized everywhere. And yeah. I see you don't have two minutes of time. And even if you do have two minutes of time, you have to give it for others when somebody else comes, yeah, and you have to then stay away from us. She goes, you know, I don't want my kids to grow up with that. And I don't want my kids to have that. And I, and I sort of agree to that as well. There needs okay. to be a balance in my sort of life. So if I'm out there all the time, you know, I can't go to a kabaddi tournament without being mobbed. That's why I stopped going to kabaddi tournaments. I go to a yeah. Diljit concert and I'm the second most selfie to Bunda, apart from Diljit. <laughs> That's where he gets his business. That's where he gets his business from. Isn't that right? <laughs> No, not with the passports now. Yeah, so like I do understand that bit, yeah. But yeah, like so everyone's got their own different views. Yeah. With that. But then for, quite, someone, for someone to yeah. impose their views on others and enter your private space, right? And then say stuff. I find that a bit I find that I think um I don't get those messages, even though people might be thinking it, but I don't really care like that in that sense. Yeah. But I know that. I wouldn't put pressure. The moment he says to me, Daddy, I don't enjoy it, we'll stop it. Yeah. But at the moment, we're having fun. We're having loads of it. It doesn't take him that long. But at the same time, um, the kids are going to grammar school now and the yeah. pressure against the state school, what they're going through at the moment. Yeah. Am I bad for sending them to grammar school now? Because naturally, they've got a lot more pressure um, on their heads to say, look, your days are longer. You need to do this amount of homework. You've got this pressure doing that. You need to learn this by this date. You know, the pressure from that school is different as well. So... At the end of the day, look, we, me as a parent, I'm going to try to do the best that I can. And, I, and uh, this is something that we enjoy. It's a bit of banter. And it's something positive. We'll look back in, later in life and we're like, shit, remember when we did that video? Or remember when this happened? And so far, so good, to be fair. And the moment that it does go a bit wild and crazy. Um, or oh, you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you can just pull it off. You know, at the end of the day, this isn't, yeah, he's making money from it. And it's never been a monetary thing. I've had that message before. You're, you're monitoring, you're... Monetizing your kids, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exploiting because them. You, yeah, because you want money. And I'm like, I, I don't need that money. If he earns, it's like me sending the kid to do a paper and if he's earning it, that's his money. But at the same time, he doesn't need to, or she, my daughter doesn't need to. Um, You know, I earn, that's my job to feed the kids and ha a bath them and put a ha um, home over there, a roof over their heads and stuff. This is just bonus. If he's <laughs> earning it, I'm not going to say no to that. I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously he doesn't spend because we keep it in the bank for him, but it's the bank in the bank at the pub. No, but do you feel like no? I was gonna say because, like, in in fairness, right? In fairness, just 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 to you in terms of discussion, he's kind of the first kind of desi opera child star in some aspect from from social media from how long social media has gone. 
I don't know anybody on the equivalent. So you're in kind of uncharted territory. You've seen it in different industries in terms of what, like, where it is. So there isn't a really a blueprint for you to follow in that way, apart from your own kind of knowledge and, you know, your own parenting skills, because everyone's got good parenting skills, everyone's got bad parenting skills. But like, you're really uncharted territory in what you're doing here now, isn't it? You know, there is that additional kind of pressure and eyes that people are looking at you. You know what? The only pressure I do sometimes feel, guys, is, you know, being a creative content writer, you know, writing scripts. That's probably the only thing that I would personally have pressure on myself because I feel like, oh, I want to make a video about this, how should I script it and stuff like that, yeah. or what should the next video be? Even though it's not important, it's just a social media page for people who come to you as a happy place. But I'm the one that feels that pressure. He did it. I don't make him yeah. sit there thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I said to him, because when if you were to make a video, what would you write about? How would you do it? He goes, Daddy, what about if I'm walking down and there's a banana peel on the floor and I fall over it? And that's his that's his idea of a script. You know what I mean, I said, Ray, and that's cute, but it's not gonna it's not gonna be that funny if that makes sense. And that, but, yeah. but he didn't really get involved with that sense. I just tell him what the video is about, and and that's it. But I think look, it, it, the day that he feels pressure, I don't, I wouldn't want to put extra pressure on the kid. It's just a bit of fun that takes. Him, like, like I said, yes, it took me four minutes, four minutes to do a script. It's fast, man. And um, and he's always been a bit of a ironic kid. So was I as a kid, to be fair. Like when I was probably not his age, we was quite shy around his age. But as, as we got older, I got quite confident and I was quite ironic. And I was going to parties and mingle and, you know, dance and all the rest of it and stuff. But he's always had this little knack about him, like even without before the social media. I mean, it's only the reason we started this is because lockdown otherwise i would never done it it's not like a plan one day i'm, I'm quite i'm quite I'm, I'm quite disappointed actually nicole like you need to do the home alone remake of a couple of scenes he's at that age that you know he will fit it perfectly so if, do you remember what happened to macaulay culkin as he grew up yeah yeah but his brother was all right <laughs> who's the brother See, oh, you don't really? even know him. He, he's an actor. He's fine. He he never heard of him. Never heard of him, mate. So his brother, his <laughs> brother, his brother in Home Alone is the guy who pisses himself. You know, the little kid who threatens oh, to watch yeah. the bed. Sakapra. That's his Sakapra. Oh, but then you got to look at it. Macaulay Culkin hit a different level of fame and success. Oh, I'm not saying brother. I'm not saying to go all that way. I'm just saying I'm saying about a little skit. You know, like. Throwing the oh. stuff down down the stairs and all that, you know. We'll do at your house and Ricky, yeah, because I remember how much gunned was caused on the clara from that scene. Listen, be, between us three here, the, the, you two have definitely got a bigger house than mine. <laughs> Her job is killing it, man. Look at the amount of videos he's been on. He's smashing clothes nine at the moment. He's on some PRS somewhere down the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, the only thing I've grown in, I've got more of his racists on my timeline, man. Telling me to yeah. go back home. Oh, mate, my Twitter timeline. When I when I go on GB News, my Twitter timeline is just a cesspit of hate of how I get people saying, "Go back. You're not one of us. Why do you want to bring people of your own color back in?" And it's like being it's like being in the 1970s and 80s. Hajar, just just for the people who don't know, because like this thing is is bigger than obviously what what we're out. Give it the kind of space what it needs as well, which is clause nine. Can you just tell us a little bit about it, what it's about, and then eventually what can we do about it realistically? It means if you be a naughty boy, Ricky, despite the fact that you're born and bred here and haven't been born in India and probably haven't lived there, yeah, then they can put you in jail and without notice, without notice, this is the key, say to you, you know what? Your mum and dad are born elsewhere. We're gonna, You're not British anymore. So you could be, and they've got, all right, 
if you're a naughty boy, you deserve to be punished, yeah? But if you're a Gora and you're a naughty boy and you kill your, let's say, let's say if you're a Gora and you can kill your six-year-old son, as someone has done recently, yeah? They will get jail for it. But they won't ever say you're not British anymore, yeah? With us, we'll get jailed for it and they'll say you're not British anymore. You've got to live in India because you're eligible for an Indian passport. Now, because our parents are all born in India, we are eligible for Indian passports. So technically, we could give up our British passport tomorrow with our own marzi and get an Indian passport if we want it. And the Indian government won't say no to it. Yeah, This is how we get our OCIs as well. Just on that basis that we are eligible, not that they've been accepted or not, or you've ever held one before, they can now strip you without notice and you would have to appeal from abroad. So you could be in India supporting the farmers. Yeah. And one of the reasons they can strip you has been called you're against or hurting diplomatic relations. So if you're in India supporting the farmers or you are protesting against the amount of rapes they have in India, I think it's every hour there's about 40 rapes. Yeah. Or you're protesting against the Saudis and the way they treat their migrant, migrant workers. Yeah. You could then do that, get a plane back at the airport and they'd say, sorry, you're not a British citizen anymore. You'd be lumbered in limbo and then they'd say, fight your appeal from abroad. Like Shamima is doing, like they're saying to her that you're a Bengali. And she's saying, well, I'm not born there. I've never had a Bengali passport. And so her argument is, if you're going to send me to jail, call me to England and send me to jail there. They're saying to her, no, apatanu barnai, tu British in you. Now, the, what that does to people like you and me, our lovely coloured faces, and our friends who are with darker faces than us, it says to you that your citizenship is lower than your friend Barry, who you went to school with and who was born here to white parents and white grandparents, and that you're, we got a second-class citizenship. Mm. Right? So that's the danger of this, that we've become second-class citizens. It hangs a sword over your head to say you can't be vocal because we're going to get rid of you under diplomatic relations. You've got a toe in line. It's almost like telling the Indians, the Gore telling the Indians back in the days, toe the line, otherwise something bad or somebody going to get hurt real bad, as Azavita says, right? And that's, and that's what it is. But my argument is, and our argument is, well, I'm born and bred here, and before 1983, if you're born in the UK, you're British by birth, not by descent, by birth. How have you changed that nationality into now a second-class nationality? My British citizenship is a right. It's not a privilege. Yeah? It was earned by my mum and dad coming here, working their nuts off in foundries, doing all the shitty jobs in the bakeries and in the Dartford tunnels and all of that, you know, in the, in the block factories and cement factories, doing all the jobs that perhaps the Gore didn't want to do, yeah? working on the production lines, yeah? earning their citizenship. Yeah? But our, now you're telling them that we can send you back. Yes, if you raise your voice against diplomatic relations. And that India, like Nikul said, he's worried about going back in India. I'll tell you what's happened to me. Yeah, And I'm not just doing it because of me. I During the farmers' protests after I did the whole Kassans in Need thing, and I, and I was the face of that and the front of that and everything. And my tweets, you know, my tweets against Modi Day, well, a lot of them went mega viral. Yeah? So I'm talking like 10, 20,000, 30,000, right? So, like, I had a phone call from Delhi saying, you have got to tone things down. And I said, what? And they said, yeah, you've got to tone things down. Otherwise, there could be problems for you. Luckily, I got some friends in the Indian High Commission 
And they verified it and said, yeah, that's the message. And I deal with the embassy every day, Indian embassy. So I literally, I haven't been back since. And you're right, Nicole, because if we go back and the Indian government said, you know what, they chuck you, we could end up in a juggy situation. Yeah? Exactly. Right. Yeah. My kids are four and nine. I don't want to be incarcerated in an Indian jail on false charges for five, six years. Even if they let you off after 20 years that you're innocent, you don't get your years back, right? No, no, no. Right. So, and I've got a business in India. I've got an office in there since 2003. So the only way I'm going to go back in India now is I'm going to have to push all my contacts now right up to the top level at Samudhi level and get some sort of clearance before I go back. And I'm not the only one who's got messages like this. Jazzy B. Yeah, I, I, I would, you know, I'm not going to India before Jazzy B does. That's my sort of uh, <laughs> marker. If he goes and get, comes back scot-free, then I'm all right. He's another one who was labelled Khalistani, anti-national and all of that, yeah? There's a few others who are there, um, who are uh, labelled there. The ones who are there, obviously, they're just waiting for them to go. So, you know, we're, there's a doctor there, Swayman. He's yeah, there, right? He's there they lot, can't yeah. say anything to him. He's surrounded, you know, he's quite well protected. But people like me and you, mate, if we get lifted at the airport, mm -hmm. there's we're no fine. way, there's no way back. Do, do you think um, a lot of these <clears throat> Punjabi singers from India, and this is the reason why they're staying quiet. I know Jazzy yeah. B was quite vocal, but the, the likes of um, Virk, he hasn't really done nothing considering the scale and the level he's at. You know what I mean? And even Daljeet, he was at the start kicking off with Gangana on social media and stuff like that. But do you think that, do you think they're scared? where they're based at the moment because well, any anyone who's got a business and has even tweeted about it once yeah. has put their business on the line so with Daljeet, yeah. a lot of people say oh Daljeet doesn't do anything now mate Daljeet's in Bollywood he yeah. went against Bollywood yeah and you've got to understand India is a country yeah at the height of Hindu supremacy it's going the way of Trump is Trump Boris and Modi they play from the same playbook it's the same thing appeal to nationalism it's all about Mera Bharat, Hindustan, Hindustan, right? If you're Hindustan, what's that saying for the rest of us? Mm. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's this is the key, right? That they're going down that way. If you say anything against it, yeah, you're anti-national, yeah. Anything that their guys do, they get covered up. And do I want to risk and take it there? You got to remember, bro, we ain't Indian. Mm. Don't matter what you say, your passport is British. You got a British birth certificate. You've got a British marriage certificate. Your kids yeah. have got British birth certificates. Yeah. You might have an OCI. It doesn't make you Indian. Yeah. Right. You get stuck out there. We've already seen how much help the British government does. There's that woman who's been stuck in that Arabian country for ages, uh, Nazneen, as the journalist who Boris effed over. And Juggie's been stuck there for how many years? And they can't even mm. decide whether they're going to charge him or not. Yeah. Right. And right. Do we want to take the risk? This is where the whole identity thing comes in. This is the whole thing against Clause 9. So I could be in India in jail and a British could turn around and say, you're not a British citizen anymore. What does that make me? Yeah, you'll be fucked. Yeah, you'll be, you are literally then fucked, yeah? And if we let this Clause 9 go through, then there's potentially, it's there to be used. Do you trust this government who deported all of them Jamaicans who, sh who were bucket here in the Windrush? Bro, I read a case the other day they deported a man under Windrush. Yeah, he fought to get back. They said, 
So, and he spent 40, 50 years here in the UK. He came with his mum when he was about two. So, you know, you know, realistically, so it's been passed in Parliament now and it's a, and it's a House of Lords and House of Lords has three attempts in terms of kind of right, ratifying yeah. it, right? Yeah. Uh, because they all, by the third attempt, they always have to accept what's in there because of the free yeah. passive. I remember that from my politics degree. Um, oh, well done, well remembered. Um, <laughs> we got, so it's, a, <laughs> yeah, it's 280,000 people who signed it at this point. Yeah. So in terms of actual kind of progress, what's the next steps? Will it be heard in Parliament soon? Have we got a date yeah, for that? In terms there, of... there, there, there will be a debate on it in Parliament, I think, and there already was a debate on it. However, it all depends. Boris has got an 80 majority. Yeah, he can push anything through. We've seen that with the COVID passports and all of that that they've done recently. He can push anything through. What this bill relied on was a lot of Tory backbenchers standing up and saying, we're voting against it. And Sharam Ali Galea, that Briti, Rishi Sunak, Alok Sharma, all the Tory MP brown faces, they didn't vote against this bill. There were a few Gore that voted against it. The US government has said that this is a wrong move to do. The US government is the toughest on immigration. We yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've said when you start stripping citizens of your nationals of their citizenship, it's a dark path to go down. They've actually said it's not a good move. In an okay. And the thing is, now we've got to rely on the House of Lords, but it is potentially dangerous. We could end up with a Windrush happened, and you could end up in India. You could end up on false charges in India. You'd make, there'd be no one to help you. You're not an Indian citizen, and you're not a British citizen. Where are you going to go? And your kids will be stuck here, roaring for their dad. So the key is like, you know, people who's, everyone who says, oh, no, I'm not scared, man. I, 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 right? Let me tell you, they need to be scared. The yeah. other thing is props to Jazzy B. Props to him, man, because he laid everything on the line. Oh, they can they show on this India the rich. I know, yeah, yeah. You know how busy Jazzy B was in. No. Right? And and because he's not he doesn't charge like the stupid money that a lot of other people charge, Anna. He was very well booked. Yeah. And there's no other artist, modern day artist, who's had as many hits as Jazzy B. Maybe Miss Buja has. Maybe Miss Buja has. But I don't and I'd actually go as far as saying that Jazzy B to this day is probably the best performer that we've had alongside us. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like people like Ranjit Bawa, with this stage, Bob Badway, yeah, the wicked singer, good stage. But that's probably one person I can name. Jira Baki, they put the hand in the pocket, Marja Top, yeah, they're done. Jazzy B, you can see the fucking the steam coming off his face. So at this age, two generations, two decades of being in the industry or free, oh. well, I don't know what it is, but. Well, I, for Jazzy B started out when I was first at uni, in my first year of uni, right, 1993. He saw, I was also in my daytimes. Well, I used to see him everywhere. We used to follow him everywhere, like when London Opatola was out. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Because, right, and from then, he's done three generations. Yeah. He must be 50 plus. He did my wedding. And, and, and Ferry, he taps better than 20-year-olds. The best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'll so, show with him next next year with him, and he's still booked. Don't get wrong. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Obviously. yeah. yeah. But so, so you, but so even Diljit does he can nigga Koshinikita, right? I think for him to take a panga against Bollywood, and that's his bread and butter, and he's got some big films there. Remember, he's acting opposite the likes of Akshay Kumar, you know, all of these guys, Ajay Devgan, and all of that, like, or we Punjabi, Akshay Kumar, Ajay Devgan, or none of the Koshinikia, right? Well, Terminda did, to be fair, but by that time, he'd had so much flack. That um, no one really wanted to listen to what he got to say. But Sunny Diol, right? Right. For an example, we we had that. Obviously, politicians in India are gonna say that. Do you know what India Indians feel? 
they feel because you're an outsider, you've got different citizenship, you don't have a right to meddle in our affairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they always say this is internal matter. Internal matter, yeah. So that that's the way they view us. Yeah. But I think props to anyone who did anything. Even anyone in the UK, even if you did one tweet on it, props to you. At least, yeah, you, at least you made a stand. But there were people who tried to exploit the situation. People tried to become heroes out of it. Yeah. And there was that. There was people who were pushing their own brands, yeah. their products out of it. And people who didn't have any anything to do with the whole farming thing or any about background or whatever. And people, but a lot of people saw through that. And so, a lot of people, but I think you know, um, you know, going back to your point about Priti Patel, I don't know much about her background and stuff, but isn't her parents? Um, immigrants as well, or yeah, they yeah, born? Yeah, yeah, but, 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 but Boris Johnson himself is part of, is eligible for this. Yeah, he's born uh, he, in New York. He was born in New York. So, so what it was, I was listening to your Twitter space and I was there. I, I listened to it as well. So it was, you know, it's really informative in terms of what you would what you were saying. I think what I was, I think where we're at now is in terms of. I haven't seen a successful outcome of any petition. We get sent about 50 yeah, no, a day on, no, on no, everything. No, yeah. no, so I'm like thinking in terms of like, what's the real solution in terms of like saying to get the voices heard? Is it just as simple as writing to your MP to say, be aware of this, make your attention of this or whatever it is? Yeah. yeah. First thing is write to the MP. Yeah. The, sec the second thing is write to your Lord, write to any Lord. Yeah. So a lot of lords have indicated that they're going to try and have a pop at it, especially the Green Party lords. Lords, right? So they said, you know, we're going to have a stand for it, right? So write to your lords. The other thing is, we might have to do a protest. Might have to do a farmer-style protest outside the Home Office or outside Number Ten or something. We like need that. to though, yeah, it's crazy. Right, right, right. we we need to do something on that because a gully petition ain't going to do nothing, bro. There was sixteen million signatures. Yeah on the, the petition to cancel Brexit. And there's another petition for 6 million signatures. They didn't, the Brexit cancel, well, no, petition, no, I don't no, think no. will achieve a lot in this respect, yeah? When you've got a government adamant on it and a majority. We might have to go take to the streets, do a protest, and that'll, you know, sort of... Um, they might cancel that. Let's not, let's not forget, Boris, Boris was married to a, a half-Sikh lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, Marina Wheeler, you know? So his, his wife, all right, he cheated on her after she had cancer, which goes to show what type of Anda he is. But so but he does have relatives who are Asian, whether they're ex-in-laws or ex-baybans. So we need to um, sort of go to this. And Boris has got a soft spot for sort of Asians. But irony is, it's the bloody British Asians, like Priti Patel, who are out there. And, and Rishita Chopkarke Bataya, and he's a Punjabi. You know, he, these, these, he's waiting to, waiting, he's waiting to be prime minister. Yeah, so is Britti. So is Britti. So they're going to have a proper bam bra fight there, aren't they? <laughs> this is the this is the sort of fear it's going to create. I don't want to grow up in a society like that, man. Nah, I don't want to grow up like that. We can't way back at them. Do you remember waking bring... up that morning to find out that Brexit had passed or it's, Donald Trump was in power? How you felt? You thought how? Uh oh. It was horrible. You thought... All I remember was some. There was this old Gora on TV. He had no teeth, and he was drunk, and he had a British English flag on, and he kept saying, 
we got our country back. We got our country back. He probably spells country with a K, right? But this, <laughs> right, but you know, like, so this is what he was saying. And I thought, this is exactly the same people that I grew up with in the 1980s, you know, and in, you know, that, that sort of time. I went to a, I was the only Asian in my school, whole secondary school, yeah? So that's different from you wow. guys. You had like a lot of Asians. My, my wife's from Hansworth. And like, when I told her that, she was like, what? And I said, yeah, yeah. And I, said, I bet your teachers were Asian as well. She goes, they were actually. <laughs> and yeah. I, said, I said, I was the only Asian. I said, I grew up with being called a Paki every week, bro. nearly every day, every day. I got attacked That's horrible, once, man. once because I was Indian. I got attacked, like every, go back to where you come from. Do your mum and dad own a corner shop? Have you got seven, eight brothers and sisters? That was everyday questions, bro. Everyday questions. The only time I really properly met this is was when I went uni. And I've never seen Agora since. And I'm happy for that. <laughs> and, mm. and, the, and the first guys I met, Desi guys I met at uni, much hot gavarus, permed hair, you know, much hot gavarus. Guess where they were yeah. from? Wolverhampton. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I looked at them and I thought, this is where I belong. Dudley Road. He started looking for the office. This, this is my, these are my, this is my brethren. This is yeah. my, you know, like my Danny here. The Wolverhampton boys with the big mucha. Yeah. They want to go and get that. They were probably my family. I don't know. Actually, none of my family were at uni. But no, that's uh, <laughs> that must have been difficult, though, because, you know, like, now that we've got kids, how horrible as a parent does it feel that your kid is going to school and getting bullied? Now, for your parents, they probably just went to the nearest school near to your house because they didn't look at Ofsted reports and stuff like that. And then you went to that school and then... Did they know that you was going through difficulties and issues and stuff at school? Well, we didn't have a choice. I don't think you had a choice. Are you going to tell your dad name at the name? My dad actually looked for schools which are good, and they were all Gore schools because that's where I lived. I lived in that village in Essex. Okay, all right, okay. I'm born and bred in Romford. I don't. I'm not from Southall. I only mm. moved here about 15 uh, years ago. But yeah, I'm born and bred in Essex. So we was in a bend. There's only 10, 15 Asian families there, and about 10 of them were from the same bend. So like um that's how it, how it was for us it was a very sort of um it was a very difficult experience and a very difficult and I wouldn't would do that on my kids. How would you deal with it though? God forbid it ever happens though as a parent now because school's a scary place. I, you know I don't know what like when I was growing up I saw bits and bobs but in my year it was like Musulman, Khalid, Jinnik, Sikhs was actually the the lowest of you know in terms of numbers and stuff but everyone just got along because it's very. You know, everyone just got along. If you have a fight with someone, it's because you didn't like that one. They're not because of their, you know, their faith is this or their backgrounds that. And but as a parent, like my kids are both really soft. My daughter and my son are both really soft. And I feel kind of scared, you know, like because they're not the type to be able to. I couldn't. I was quite a soft kid as well. I still am, to be fair. But then, how would you deal with it as a parent? Though, because that must have been horrible for your parents to know that the kid is being called a packy every day. Or well, I I didn't let my parents know. We had a racist mm. live about three doors away from us. And he used to bully me and call me names. And every day as I walk past school and walk back. And to be honest, what, what can you do? What are my parents mm. going to do? We were surrounded all by Gore. And even in school, I was surrounded all by Gore. My kids now, they go to Nishkam here in um, Osterley in Brentford near my office, right? But So for them, it's the other way around. I also yeah. wanted to interact with other minorities. But yeah. now it's all happening in there. Yeah. So then, but, you know, so... What do I do? But it's the, I've, taught, it's, I, I've taught my kids, look, if someone says that, that's wrong, hit back. If someone hits you, you hit them back. But it's a different, it's a different mentality. Like, for example, you, when, um, 
like I drop my kids off to school, I pick them up. Like and when I was going year seven at school, I was catching like a bus going past three schools. And you had to become streetwise. You had to yeah, understand yeah. that, you know, you, you don't need to sit upstairs on the bus at the back. You're going to get battered. Yeah. Sit down, at the, you know, sit downstairs and be and, and become more street cred and have that kind of knowledge within there. I think what's happened is, is it's the kind of Joe Rogan phrase, which is the, you know, hard times make hard people, soft times make soft people. You know what I mean? And so that next generation, we've made them, we've given them all the creature comforts. You know, you're talking about toys. I do exactly the same. You probably do the same. You know, they get everything. But at the cost of not actually being going through struggle and learning about those struggles are the things that people, you know, those people who successfully make it through are the reason that gives people their drive in their careers to make sure the ambition to get there, to give those kind of lessons. But we try and protect our kids from, from them not going through that. And that is ultimately the cost where they, they don't know how, technically how to deal with some situations. Like they go, I, my kids go to a school here. A majority of operating, it's, it's in a very nice area, um, and trying to get to integrate with different communities. Like they don't see color or anything like the way that we were. Like at school, we had like, oh, this is the opera crew. They stick here. Then you had different crews around, and they very, yeah. very rarely integrate because the same crew would catch the same bus. And then you know you'd get picked off as they slowly get off there. And I was traveling from from Lordswood to Hansworth. So I was going past, you know, a lot of different difficult areas to, to get home. Then it was yeah. a ten, then it was a 10-minute walk to get home. And then you've got to navigate through the, the natives there. So you know yeah. what I mean? So it, you know, it, every day was a challenge that you that you know, potentially a, ta- a challenge. And if you're your seven, you're 11, 11, 12 years old, like you wouldn't let your 11 year old out now at this time. This is, they, they, you know, think about it this way. When we used to go to school, they used to be stray dogs. Yeah. When's the last time you seen a stray dog? Yeah. Apart from Facebook saying they've all been killed. Yeah. The, the world's stray, changed. On the, the stray, world's stray, changed. On the stray, on the stray, on there. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I totally like sort of, um, I, that I understand. And that that's where, like, when my missus came down to, like, um, when we came, to move to Southall, I drove past a park once and I was looking for a house and I said to my missus, where's the schools around here? She goes, there's one there. And I said, where are the white kids? And she goes, there's yeah. none here, mate. And I said, what about you and your hands were and all that where you're from? She goes, nah, there wasn't much there either. So, you know, my friends growing up to the age of 18, my best friends were all white people. But mm. a, lot, a lot of them unfortunately harbored sort of racist views. And um, for me, that was just part of normal of it. And hence, you know, it's just part of the times. Now, I, when Brexit happened, which where the original, where this whole topic started from, I just saw bits of that coming back. And I thought, fuck, man, I don't want my kids to grow yeah, up. No. Yeah, and we see it now. There's a, you, know, you can tell the tension there. The racists feel now that it's okay to call us packies and to, to call it the N-word and all of that. They think it's all right now because 52% of us voted for it. No, no. Yeah, they think it's all right to do that, and for that, that's just a sad sort of thing, really. But the the only combat was is like back in the let's say your neighbor would have got away with it because he's like three doors down. Now with the power of social media, you're seeing people getting caught for anything now. People getting just called out straight away. That accountability is there. It's faster, and I think I think that will. We don't know how social media is going to go in the future. Like ten years ago, you didn't know what a tweet would do, like destroy careers, and now look at it. You know, like some some lady just got 
done now, didn't she? She got locked up for it for... She got done, yeah, with yeah, the bouncer. bouncer. Yeah, that yeah. was outside the Weatherspoons on Broad Street, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, now you think about all the life Kravogi, or what, the way that, you know, your little clip, life... Kravogi. Like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but but you know you know you're you're right. But and you, I think we've got to bring it back to one thing, which someone tells me, and I tell myself, remind myself. There's more good people out there than bad, and the good are in the majority. So where you get white people being racist, you also get white people protecting you. So same yeah, white people, racist. the same families who come and protect you, and they come and protect you. They come out support you into it. Uh, it just shows you what sort of sangha do you hang around with. If you hang around with good people, you're, you know, if you're good, you'll attract good people. If you have negative thoughts and negative sort of stuff, you'll gravitate towards them. You know, I, I, so I keep my timelines like that. Even my TikTok, yeah, I don't click on all the uh, fudu stuff, as I like to call it, all the bakwas pictures of auntie doing a dance or bande swearing, or, you know, or like people putting gorsia on their head and all of that sort of stuff. Or, you know, um, uh, I don't click on that. I just use my TikTok purely for informational videos. Yeah, and I use it for watching old Hindi songs, right? So you know, like the seventies, eighties, and nineties ones, the best ones on TikTok. Then you yeah. hear the clip, and then you go onto YouTube and find it, and you download it off Apple Music, and then you think, "Yeah, I've got the song. I found this." So I found oh, so many songs that I didn't know. I remember from my childhood, but I didn't remember the titles or the names or they were called something else. And I found them all via TikTok. So all the dialogues, you know, the old Rajkumar dialogues, Amrishpuri dialogues, Danny dialogues. Them yeah. sort of films, you know, they're wicked. TikTok is wicked for that. But yeah. when I look at the people with the biggest followers, it's it's TikTok makes stupid people famous, and that that's what it's done. And like so, with that, I, I don't get it, that, man. I genuinely like, don't get no, it. No, no, well, 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 we we could do it now. Yeah, we could do an experiment. That, that we could do an experiment. Yeah? we could do an experiment. If we could, let's do an experiment. If you stand up in your rooms and film yourself with just your kachan doing singing, dancing to lungi dance. I guarantee you'll end up with more followers than me by tomorrow morning. <laughs> and you get more views and it'll be viral. Now, this is. Ricky, that was for you, right? I, I, listen, I don't even want to look at my own <laughs> body, right. let alone but, let someone else see. But here's the key. Here's the key. Yeah. There's a difference between faint, between famous and infamous. Mm. Just in, in Punjabi, we call it there's a difference between being Nambar and Badnam. Yeah. What people who might be popular on TikTok, they're popular for the wrong things, they're infamous. They're not famous, yeah. So they're infamous for the for the wrong things, yeah. And that's that's a big difference. And if you come from a respectable background, you know the difference between that. I wouldn't do want to do anything that brings disrespect or shame upon my kids. Where my kids tomorrow after or oh, your Buddha did this, you know, or here's your photo, or here's a picture of your Buddha doing this, or your mum's bagel or whatever. Why would we do that? We we spend our whole life protecting our kids from. Badnami, like our parents protected us from Badnami, yeah, and not doing go down that sort of path. Then why would we do that? For me, that's the difference between being famous and infamous. There's no harm in being famous. Just make sure you're not infamous. Do you know, like what you said there, somebody that is very talented singing wise or dancing wise or whatever will get less followers and less likes than a girl with certain features on display and certain makeup and certain hairstyles, just posing, doing nothing. And then talking about mental health. Hey? <laughs> and then talking about mental health. <laughs> <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So, uh, unfortunately, uh, that's a dead edge we live in. But that's the system, isn't it? The system rewards ridiculousness. But, but right, Nico, let's go to that, right? Let's go to that. So, if there's a kuri with Adde Kapreon, Adde Nangi, 
dancing to a video, not even saying anything, dancing to a video, and she's very popular. And I can think of two or three that come to mind, yeah? That initially, right, come to mind, and she's popular. This is the counter argument. Is it her fault for attracting fame by doing that, yeah? yeah. Or is it the bouquet bande who are clicking the likes and all looking, because I can't see women liking that, but or kids liking it, but I can see young adolescent boys and Bande who got a spare five minutes at these afternoon, <laughs> round about this sort of time during the Anisoy and there and the internet they better than on that ticking like that. So do you blame the audience or do you blame the person for playing to the audience? It's the algorithm. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll explain this as well. So um I've not just defined any bit. I'm or I'm just giving yeah, you, no, no, I'm no, just no. giving you an argument on it. So I still find the concept of a selfie ridiculous. So I, I I find it really, for some reason, I was vain as a kid and stuff. And then like, even now, like if I take a selfie, I find it. Or I see someone else do the... You find yeah, it being narcissistic. If there's yeah. two people, I understand the selfie. If someone just sitting there in a restaurant and taking it, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Anyway, TikTok, you know, these beautiful filters that they do. Yeah. TikTok now... Um, as basically, so the competition is from social media platforms to actually have uh, the best camera lens that makes somebody look even better. As I'm saying this, Nick was parrying, yeah. And then <laughs> they're the they're Nick, the they're Nick was like, cleaning his ice lens. Yeah, yeah, he's, been, he's been, <laughs> yeah. So as they're taking these filters, as a default now, TikTok has has made their standard camera lens two percent. Uh, kind of more beautified filter than a normal camera so what they're doing is that they're encouraging people then now to start using their their platforms because it makes it makes it look better then you're going to get snapchat you might take you up to four percent then you're going to have you're going to have this okay. kind of Bro, two, not, four then, two four percent ain't enough for us ugly people no, no, no. Then, <laughs> then it goes into the metaverse or oh, that book was you ain't people are getting booked in the metaverse for weddings i'll tell you that now Someone's already got married in there last week in the metaverse without a Facebook's making up. I'm uh, like I always sit there and think that stuff must be for Gore. Up there too smart to fool. Yeah, look at these pre-wedding photo shoots in it back in the day. No one used to do them. Nowadays they're flying all over the fucking world to have it have it done. You know what? That's personal choice. Let, it's yeah, that's personal choice. I, I'm not. Them do I, I don't really have a gripe. With that. <laughs> I I just don't I agree with you. I think the whole point, the whole beauty filter and stuff like that is you should be happy with how you look and stuff. And I think that puts pressure. That's pressure. That puts pressure on a guy or a girl kids, look a kids. way to fit for social media. And I think that puts too much pressure. Um there's one girl, I actually did a wedding a few weeks back, and she puts up a lot of um, and she's a model and she puts up a lot of um natural photos and other moods that she's got loads of um, spots on her face yeah. and she's going through what you call it and she puts it up to show people say look you know what you need to talk about it this is natural obviously she does a nice photos as well but it's good to put that some people just won't put that side on and if you see them in real if you see them in real life you won't ever recognize them because they don't look like right, right. it's right. fraud man some people when you see the beauty stuff when from what they look at and then at the end of it, when they look like this model, I'm like, is this the same place? Like, sometimes my missus showed me, I'm like, that's fucking fraud. Bro, like, that's bro. why, like, bro, like, geezers, they look exactly the same. Like, I got a McDonald's sign. I've always lived with that. I've accepted that. Everyone. Where's the McDonald's gen- sign? Where's the McDonald's sign? So if you look down there, it's, it's just a joint. I can't get oh, the photo. The- I, yeah. I, I thought that was M for Muckin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. 
Um, no, I think, you know, you could talk about it. Back in the day, we wouldn't talk about certain stuff. You'd be embarrassed. But I talk, I, I sometimes, I'm, I'll be putting my air on my um, social media. I don't give a, you know I mean? At the end of the day, that's, that's our choice. At the end, yeah. You know what I mean? But what I want to do, or what I don't understand is, why you have to put that 2% on TikTok and 4% on Snapchat if it does happen one day. That's putting too much pressure on people to look good all the time. And you shouldn't need to do that. You should feel happy with what you're doing. You know what I mean? But I think, I, I think but, I also, but I also think so. Like sometimes if I have done it, like I was talking about selfies, or sometimes I've done it, I've put something on there. It's the pressure in terms of having content because you need to, if you're if you're like a business and it and it predominantly works a lot on social media, your algorithm, the way that you sit on certain ways is based on the amount of content that you put out. So if you're putting out daily content, you'll be pushed up the timelines and you'll get more engagement. It's all designed yeah. in terms of putting a lot of stuff. Yeah, right. it's all of And so the reason why um, TikTok works better in some aspects is because you only need to watch a certain amount of seconds for your video automatically to be sent to someone else. That's why like your views are based on reels. I've, I've had to learn, not learn all this, but I've discovered this when I started this out, which was supposed to be just dying past, like blah, blah. And now yeah. it's kind of built up momentum to a point where I'm like, I might just fuck it all off. I don't really care. But I've learned and I've seen that if you if you do it this way, or if you put a certain hashtag here, or it's a, or you put a certain song on, it goes a lot, lot further. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't calculate in terms of re- return of investment. No, but like, the thing is, look, do you you clearly enjoy doing this because you say call it time pass, but this is very social. What we've been doing for the last hour and a bit, it's very yeah, social. Yeah, yeah. We're talking. We haven't had one second of it, silence, so enjoy it, and you should just do it. And if algorithm work for you, great. If it doesn't. Again, that can add pressure to certain people who are running it as a business because they need to generate oh, revenue. Look, I, I tell you one thing that I've realised when when I've been doing this is that who's full of shit and who ain't based on based on views and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I've I learned that very quick because I was like looking at my numbers kind of stuff and looking at engagement, looking mm. at who's engaged, and I'm like, hmm. This is you know, a, going back to that point. At one point, Rain's page um got suspended by t- um, Instagram. Someone reported it as an underage account, even though it says page ran by me, right? Anyway, so in that one month that he was shut down, I had no control over it. And someone put up a post, uh, a comment on one of his latest posts saying, uh, Nick, you little shit. Now you found out that you've been buying fake views or fake followers and stuff. And look, he's on about 70,000. And I can actually say I've not bought a single bundle, but I don't see the point of it. What, what? And then at the start, he was getting like 40,000 views on a story and like 100,000 views. But now, because it's algorithm stuff, right? Because Instagram want me to pay and push it and stuff. He's probably getting, what, 10,000? Because he gets 5,000 on a story. So how's it dropped so much, even though he's getting more followers? So I've never understood algorithms, like, what I'm to do. But uh, uh, there's, there's, I'm one, there's, there's a distributor in terms of, like, not from this. When I, when I send it out, it'll go to a different company or different platform. Now, that platform, for example, wants them wants you to use them and say, we can guarantee you X amount of this, 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 if you use us as it. So all of a sudden, I could see a jump in my views. I'm like, where the fuck does that come from? And it might come from a, com- a company, a distributor, who distributes it in, I don't know, some uh, Wazikstan or something like that. And you're like, I ain't got no, there's no this is there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, it sometimes... It's out of your control of where people do. You want everything to be organic, even if yeah. you get 10 views or 100 yeah. views, it's yeah. organic, it's real bond there that are watching it. And do you know what you said earlier about people's attention span and um, seconds of watching a video? Mm. Someone said to me a few weeks back, back in the day, we would happily sit there on our sofa with our parents and watch a Bollywood movie for three hours, 
eyes glued to the TV, even between the adverts and stuff, we'll watch it nonstop. We want to forward it, we'll just keep it playing, and that's it. Nowadays, we don't have the attention span to watch a four-second TikTok, and we're, we're swiping, because our attention span has changed so much. That's, it's not changed, it's been programmed that way. So it's been, it's, 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 program it's, yeah, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've been programmed that way. That you like, know, job, you're, we, a, you're a Bollywood fan. I've watched like um, every single Bollywood movie. Yeah. Now, if you, back in the day, you wouldn't be sidelined with anything else. Can you watch a Bollywood movie now all the way through without picking up your phone or with um, you know, basically picking up your phone in between? Why you, right, right? Let me tell you something. Why are we even going that far? We we've here right sitting here separately not even near each other yeah in yeah. three different rooms we haven't looked at our phone yeah if we were sat together in a pub we would have looked at this about 50 times by now that tells you that it's about these things have become essential what's right? your what's your daily viewing on your phone now be honest yeah i'll tell you straight you know when your mom and dad used to say you know when you had a toy and you used to take it everywhere and your mom and dad go, <laughs> this is it. This is what they were on about. Yeah. So it's, it's I'm on my phone yeah. all the time. On yeah. the phone all the time. Yeah. It, being on the phone now, I've missed a couple of calls. I'm at the end. And I'm one of these OCD, but then like, if I've got a message or a WhatsApp or an email, I have. I have to clear that notification. I have to see what it is and clear it. I'm not one of those bundles that replies six weeks later. I'm quite active. And yeah, I, 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 hate, I hate that. I hate no, that. No, no. You know that depends if you're famous. That depends if you're famous. Like, you think uh, you're like, nah, nah. nah, nah. No, 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 no. That's my pet no, hate as well. No, no. You know what it is? Since I've been on here and I've I've gone to people, they, they you know, you put up something ridiculous about, oh, yeah, I'll wash my ass with the Robinsons bottle or something. They're like laughing straight away. You reply back. It's like, you want to come on? Completely blank. And then I believe that you get to a certain level where Bundes start thinking, I'm, I'm okay to blank this geezer now. I can blank it, I blank it. And they play along. Honestly, the ghosting thing I've seen is another thing, which is another, like a, a Desi hallmark of like, you know, I've done this, I've done this, I'm successful now. I can start blanking Bundes. I'm yeah, telling I you. Mean, I think I there's a sort of extent of that where people get comfortable in disrespecting you. But then that's down to you to say. Oh, for a line. People get comfortable in disrespecting you. Yeah, that's what well, they do. Thanks, so right, you, they get comfortable doing that. Yeah, he Bro, makes me feel better. Because you teach them, you teach them how to do that. Because what they do, you let them get away with it once or twice, then they think, right, we can do this, and then they get comfortable disrespecting you. The thing is, like, if a is genuinely busy, but like I'm genuinely busy guy, yeah. So even now, fucking, got, we've got messages from. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not stuck at home. I'm in an office, so I've got to drive home yet. Right. So with the fact is like um, with that, like I'm a genuinely busy geezer, and I get a lot of bullshit messages. So I get a lot of bullshit messages, sir visa loado, sir kuri labdo, and all of that. Right? I don't I don't find it in my thing that I have to reply to them sort of messages. I thought jiddada swal bochya udada jawab on that. Yeah. Fair enough. And right, and so but then you know that sometimes I don't pick people's phone calls up. Yeah. Sometimes I I you know I I. Maybe right if it's not that important, or if it's someone's just like hello, hi. I it's you know what? This is the tragedy of my job. Yeah. No one ever messages me just to ask how I am. It's always hi, hope you're well. I just wanted to ask then an immigration question. I swear yeah. to God, I'll show you my last 50 messages on WhatsApp or on Facebook and or on Twitter. And it's not about it's not about no one's ever asked how well you are. 
and right and you got to remember that friendship is a two-way street yeah the same people asking me about for salah saying hey bro hi bro yeah when i had a heart attack mate my dust then be lazy guy on the hospital bed what the salik is that any message i now we did can i there wasn't even covid then now we did can i right people were going to the airport to drop their relatives off my mates and they couldn't pop down to the hospital near me to check where i was so for me then these sort of things happen it separates the your close knit people from the ones that are tiga acquaintances and people who you can think you know what this guy just wants something from me so that's the tragedy of my life i never get a message where someone's just never has anyone asked me are you right to tiga how about this we should just meet up even if people want to meet up there's a fucking matlab behind it but they'll bring yeah. their freshy cousin along Yeah and I'm, and I'm like what the fuck I thought we were just going out for drink Nian go swal butchnesi then that freshy cousin who got a Maria Kage de Kita pulls out a 300 page file because <laughs> <laughs> Maria de Kita and I'm like fuck man right you know like so for it me a, it is a shame matlab you bande basically yeah, what you're bro, saying that's for me for me that's why then I know that this is coming from this person no say that for a year all of a sudden I'm the bro something must be up <laughs> bro you know that. something must be up who wants help Yeah. Um, Ricky, you know, one time, well, it wasn't one time, it was the only time, um, when Hajjab obviously had the heart attack, me and Taj drove from here to go and see him. Mm. And we felt like, because it's not a match off thing to do. Yeah, so when we went to the petrol station to buy him something, we looked at him thinking, fucking hell, what did we buy? So I think Taj, Taj picked up some fucking grapes. And everything we looked at, we feel it is right for him to eat or drink because of the whole thing. Went to his house, sat down with him, and we're busy talking. Obviously, he was going through a bit of a hard time at that point. I was talking about Sharab and Archie, you know, doing this, and it's all wrong. We should balance it. And as we're leaving, his dad goes, "I'm going to do Isa Wakar." So he's like, he's been preaching to us for the last few hours. So you know what? Balance your Sharab. This is the little thing his dad goes, "Look, let me do the Isa." I was like, "No, I'm going to see him down there." And it's just again that's a very dirty thing to do our parents did the same you know it's it's what we do my mom was the same my mom was the same myself people were asking tenu heart attack kid hai mai ke meri sugar bahut high hai hai na and then what she do she take a plate of jalebi and say call you know and i said to enna nu karna you should you should have got the lucasay bottle you should have got lucasay some full you bought me some flowers did you fuck you man And I was just looking at him. And thinking, that's weird. What has happened? Weird. What has happened? We, we take a bottle of James from Bell's. <laughs> Famous. And I was just looking at him. I thought, these lot have suffered more from the heart attack than I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, like I said it in, when we did, our, we did our kind of episode where, you know, you had that 20-minute kind of, it was the longest WhatsApp message I ever had forwarded on. And it was just you on the bed just going full through it. It was like, fucking hell, what a job, man. What a job. How close is that? Yeah. yeah and I think and I think for the feedback I got was like that was one video it's a long ass video but it everyone watched every second of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wanted to see like because it you know it was all sort of rang true. And the only reason I'd done it was I was still much, so much in shock and all of that was on my head. Yeah. All of that which I said in that video that was all in me. If I didn't get that out that would still be in me and anything in you eats away inside you. Fair point. But I thought you know and the other thing I thought was If that can happen to me and all I had was like a bit of gas and I didn't know then imagine how many other people that can happen to and sure like that a lot of people watched that video I don't know after about three weeks message after that they go we were coming back from a dad at Bandani's pub uh, Bandani's uh, we come back from a pub with Bandani's dad and he goes my dad kept on saying I got a little gas yeah pain yeah huh 
He goes, we remembered your video. I took him to the hospital. Turns out he was fucking having a heart attack. Wow. Because they extended him there and then. And he goes, saved his life. And I had a lot of messages. And then I had the opposite messages as well. I had a message from one girl. She goes, um, you were lucky. She goes, my uh, brother had that sort of pain. And uh, the hospital said, wait in the waiting room or waiting room, he pulled out here. And so he didn't, he didn't make it to that stage. And so I had a lot of, you know, sort of mixed mm, things. A lot of emotion there. Wow, bro, that was pure emotion. That video was all my emotion. But that, that emotion saved mind. someone's life. Mm. That emotion saved somebody's life. And by the name, you know, it might save somebody's life in the future as well. So it's, why, it's a good so thing. The social media for the power of good. Is also good. It's not just social media is wicked. Don't get me wrong. Social media is a brilliant place to laugh. It's social. You get to find yeah. out things. You can see things. But the negative of social media also is very, very. It's like one. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. That's it's the dangerous. clickbait, though. That's the clickbaity stuff, isn't it? Because like you, you want to see that geezer falling time. off the bike, breaking his leg. You want to see all. You want to. You want to see all the carnage as well at it at the same time. Well, people have committed suicide because of social media. Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. But then. It's what's that? Um, I don't watch these reality shows where they're all looking good and stuff. And then he won it, and then he he got depressed and he committed suicide. Uh, I can't remember what program. And I think that's only because of social media. He's looking at his engagement, thinking, "Why does no one like my stuff? No more. Why is no one engaging?" And he's, he starts thinking overdrive. What, bro, why are we sitting here? Why do we look at our social media, caring about the comments of people who don't even know us, never spent a day with us, we don't even know their IDs. We don't even know their faces. We don't mm. even know who it is. So with that mantra now, I just block and delete. You know, you I said- find you hard to do that though. I, I, know, know, I, no, I block and delete. I don't engage. My key mm. is I don't engage. So I don't mm. engage. I don't even, allow, on my TikToks, I don't even allow, allow comments. Because you okay. know what? Because the way I see it, if you view something of mine and I put it out there, especially advice, that's a privilege. That's not your right to view it. To be a friend of mine on TikTok or on YouTube, or a subscriber, or a friend on Facebook, or a follow on Twitter, that's a privilege that I allow you. If you abuse that privilege, I will take it away. Yeah. Quite simple. And if that if that abuse affects my mental health, or is a danger to that, I will take it away. So Definitely. that's the way I see it. You know, keep your thought, and you're going to say something bad, keep them in your head. Mm. So the thing is, I, you know, I don't go around making shitty comments on other people's posts, and I don't expect... You don't expect it back either, yeah. But yeah, so I, it's a privilege. If you want to watch my stuff, watch it. If you think you could try and put a shifty little comment on there, you don't even know me, and I, or you're with a fake profile, then F off, mate. You ain't, yeah. you're not like, you're not the follower I want. And I don't yeah. care whether that decrypt, this is the whole thing. We're so worried about followers. They're not real followers, mate. Mm. <laughs> They're not real followers, yeah? Absolutely. They're not people who would invite you around for a cup of tea in your house. They're not people who put themselves on the line for you. They're, they're Tamasha watchers. They watch you because you create a Tamasha or they watch you for some information or they watch you for a laugh or they watch you because something, you know, they want to take the mick out of you. Yeah. So they're Tamasha watchers. That's where we become a society of Tamasha watchers. Why do I care what a Tamasha watcher thinks? Yeah. Fair mm. point. Okay. So obviously, like, I'm trying to keep this festive now. You know, I feel depressed. <laughs> So like, right, huh? so we we've, we've got Christmas <laughs> coming up. <laughs> <in> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I just realised. I remember this is meant to be a Christmas show. How we okay. talk about Santa? Uh, here we go. Okay, here we go. How can Santa empty his sack for you? How can what? Santa do what? How can Santa empty his sack for you? What do I don't you really know that. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to find Mrs. Santa. Welcome to Ohi Kar Sakti. 
<laughs> what are you expecting over Christmas? And then uh, I'll I'll be professional at this bit. What about next year? I just what I I have no. I want some new socks. I know it sounds really bad, but the other day I had a party socks. Yeah, a really holy sock. And I said to the miss, I want to work seven days a week. Why am I wearing party socks? Up? That's all I'm happy with. Socks. But you don't, don't even wear. Know. Hang on, you don't even wear them on stage, so you should have loads. Now on Tanda, see You want to wear socks all the time, but. Uh, the other yesterday, actually, or the day before, holy sock on my left, freaking little GT man is just hanging out by itself. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy with socks if you are buying. You need a new trampoline, I saw it flying over. It came back, it came back, it came back. Did you see that? Right, he had a trampoline, he had a, he had a trampoline in his garden. He took a picture of it and he was in like some someone else's uh, uh, bloody cape by the, by the looks of it. It jumped over the back of my garden, and my garden quite long. It went all the way to the back, jumped over, went all the way to the end. And so we, my dad found it, and uh, this is a check. Again, there's three, four, eight. One of them um, was coming towards us, and we shit ourselves, and we turned back around. Next day, I found out like, he owns those horses. I rang her, Jackie, and she goes, was this the one with the bleach? I goes, yeah. She goes, oh, yeah, he's a nosy one. He's, we call him boss. I goes, what time are you coming tomorrow? We'll, we'll, we'll put all three of them to the side. So I went back, and I saw him, and I was grabbing it. I was grabbing like this. You know that scene from Mother India? Yeah. Where she's with the plow. With the plow. <laughs> and I put that song in the background. And I was really surprised because I know my Bollywood from back in the day. Yeah. I was really surprised how many people that follow me knew that scene as well and the song. It's an iconic scene. It's an iconic scene. It's, it's iconic, but not in this generation, not in this new generation of Instagram and stuff that you'd expect people to know Mother India and that scene where she goes, you know what I mean? And uh, no, yeah, I made, I made a bit of a joke about it. But we got the trampoline back. See, that, that that's something. I do. You know, my childhood, I remember I had some good points in my childhood and a lot of it was watching Hindi films. Yeah. So now with my kids, Mike, so Kushi only watches like 90s Bollywood films <laughs> and the same ones. Like, so I was having a go at the other day. So why do you only watch the same four or five films? You know, I said, you just watch these ones. You haven't watched any modern ones. You don't want to watch any modern films and all that. You know, like she doesn't really like the like, ones. Like, I, I still like the masala ones, the funny ones. Have you seen? Has she seen uh, Judai? No, she hasn't. Well, she might have done. She <laughs> might have done. Husband, she might have done. She sells a husband to next thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she might have done. She like um, and she watches like so. She watches all them ninety songs, and I was. It's good though. I was it's explaining good, the other day. She knows like who Sunil Shetty is, Marjorie is, and all that. And I was talking about it with another one. He goes, "You're lucky your kid knows who Sunil Shetty is." He goes, "Mine wouldn't." Knows yeah. I don't know how he ever made it as an actor. Yeah. I don't even watch any Bollywood, man. Honestly. I've oh. always oh, man, I grew up on Bollywood. I, got, I think what? a lot of Wolverhampton grew up on Bollywood. I met a couple of people from like I know Andy. Andy's a big Bollywood fan. So Mate, uh, yeah. we, we all are and, and, just, and Jazz Jazz Dio, he's another yeah. one. He, he loves oh, his he, Bollywood. He just cost us one pound. We got to Dudley Road, got to Kalar video and get a video, come home, finish it, and then go back and you get that uh, and if you're one day late, they charge you another pound and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I remember all those. And you just been a brown lafafa. They just fold up the VHS. You take it and watch it. And back then, you'd watch all the film, like they say, yeah. go through it. And it'd just be good times. Because yeah. back then, we didn't have we didn't have Sky TV. We didn't have you know, the, the amount of stuff that we can do in this day and age. Um, and you just enjoy it. And do you know what we need to do? We know what we need to do. We need to do a Bollywood quiz night. Yeah, sick. You need, to do, a, you need to do a pub. Bollywood quiz night, like properly done, like a quiz night. Bollywood. It'll be me and you there. <laughs> no, no, we'll get, we'll get loads of You should do a Bollywood podcast. We've got the megastars. 
you'd be killing yeah, it. Man. You know, um, Ricky, when we, you know, Shilly Devi, when she died, yeah, yeah, she died, one, yeah. we was having a session um, uh, on Bath Road. It's me <laughs> after after a certain infamous incident. No, then that's another time. That's another time. What was that another it, time? It was a day where you had. Oh the yeah, party. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't make the part, and I got to say, oh, I just had to go. Yeah, and you came, and you had your brother-in-law, I think, with you. Yeah, and, and H Dummy was there. H Dummy was there, yeah, and Bali yeah, yeah. and Bakal uh, Billa, and we sat there, and all these like clocked it again. Look, they only worked it out. We was all sitting there having a laugh, but then someone must have checked their phone to find out she David died, and going back to that point when you're socially sitting in a social circle, and someone still picks up the phone, we found out she David died. And I remember that night, we was getting pissed to sing his Davy songs. Yeah. I was going to say, it was all up there. I don't know. No, no, he, we, 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 we had, an, we, we, we had another night. Uh, our sessions usually end up in Bollywood songs. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, we're, they're defined. They're defined. And uh, people who know, people who know me on Facebook know that when I get drunk. Yeah, you put your play. Yeah, he's, like, he's been. And he's like, he's in the morning, their feed is like, okay, he was drunk last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've had another session, me and Nickel, where we've ended up with a. And, and like a tribute to Madhuri. And, yeah. and we've ended up we've ended up being <laughs> So you see that that's what you're talking. If you film that and you put that on TikTok, that's how you get your views. Yeah, yeah. If me and Nico did a Jamaica Kathame dance like synchronized or Shrabi one, we'd get so many views, wouldn't we? Yeah, but that's what the, yeah, but that's what the kids, you know, the conversation you say, Oh yeah, your dad was an idiot. Look, look, look at this. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to say your dad's a legend. Yeah, yeah depends yeah. on the time, innit? Depends yeah, yeah, on how the kids are at the time. But yeah, so you know, like, going back to what I love Bollywood. Like I love Bollywood from the eighties, mid eighties to um just two thousand and five, maybe. Like, yeah, yeah. Same these other days. After that, I gave up. I don't watch any of the Bollywood nowadays. I don't even know what films are coming out, what songs are hits, and all the rest. I don't bother because it's all changed. But back then, I think it was brilliant. Bollywood films are brilliant. All the, all the Bollywood songs now are the same. Mm. Isn't it? They're they're all the same singers. Not the, my my real singers were like Kishore, Rafi, and then um when you like Sonu Nigam, Kumar Sanu. Yeah. Everyone knows I'm the biggest Kumar Sanu fan ever. Yeah. So when he did the two concerts in London and um, Birmingham, yeah. so Movie Box did them. So then I phoned them up. I phoned up ADH and I said, Manuni brother, right? If you ever met any free hosting kitia of all the gigs, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And blah blah and all the Sherry Man and all that. And I said, you got to do one thing for me. Both the shows, I want front row seats. And he arranged it. Good lad, props to him. Yeah. He arranged front row seats. And I was sitting there, front row seat. And I remember the first gig I went to, so I got drunk there. Eh, at And he was asking me, what songs? Were? And I said, oh, you got to sing that. Is that your favourite Kumar Sanu song then? Maybe one of them, but not... not, not Mine definitely. is um, from the film Dilwale. Yeah, yeah. I love that song. I can listen to that over and over again. It's a depressing song, man. It's such a depressing song. I love it. This is I Christmas. Love... Right, right. Right. <laughs> empty for you, sorry. What was no, that? No, no, no. I'm about his depressing songs. We're going back there again. Yeah, so when I went to the Birmingham gig and I was at the front row again, he looked at me and he goes, I remember you. In a way to say, But it was the most fun ever. Like I, I had a gig. A Kumar Sanu one, and that was to me, it was better than a Diljit gig. It was to me better than a yeah. you know, a gig like that because it's something I could sit with my daughter and my wife and my family, yeah. and I could enjoy that. And amazing, man! So, I, re- yeah, I missed out sure. on Sonal Nigam this year, I missed out on Sean as well. I really wanted to go to both yeah. of them, but um, yeah, they're the sort of my sort of singers or Dithmadain and all that. So, I love yeah. it when they come on them singing shows, you know, yeah. and uh, I love the banter between them. They're my singers. Yeah. I'm not a great fan of the new like Arijits and all of that. 
I mean, look, they've got their own nice style. Well, for me, it's, that, it's that not the same. Good. But then, do, do, you, do you remember certain songs take you back at a time in your life? And also, you listen to a certain song, you remember that. Happiness. Of, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah, that's the right word, happiness. And yeah. I love that shit. I love throwbacks. I love memories. I love going back to when I was a kid. And... And it just brings so much, and it's life was different back then, and it don't get me wrong, life is amazing now. And going back to the depressing songs, all I listen to is depressing songs, but I'm still that's the married. That's because you're married. <laughs> happiest bond that you'll ever meet. I've always got a Listen, on my all, all the happy songs you used to listen to was when you were single, and your happiest <laughs> times are when you were single. And it's like she does, it's true. Mine are, mine are, and I know my wife won't watch this, so that's why I'm saying it, but but but. but what, and all the dookie times, think about it, it's after marriage. Go only we know, it doesn't matter. Don't ask me, show this to that geezer who delayed his wedding three times. Trust me, I'll hope that he's wedding all the head. Okay, listen, I'm gonna try and bring this to a close. So, um, next year, what's what's your plans, guys? What are, what's your kind of what do you kind of envisage and what's your aspirations? For me, like I'll tell you what my next year plans are. I've got a Hindi, I've got a Bollywood film. I'm oh, sorry, Punjabi film already shot, waiting to be released with Jimmy Shergill. So, that's good, right? I've got an offer to do another one, so I'm going to try and get into more Punjabi films. But the, the cinema at the moment is absolutely shy industry. So everything's Netflix and Amazon and all of this sort of stuff. So everyone's moving out of the whole Punjabi film game. And if even a Punjabi films released recently, they, they haven't done well because. Theatres aren't full, you, people are afraid to go to the cinema. Other than that, I just do what I do every year. Maria might do a bit of hosting. I've been offered to host a few events. Yeah. Um, so I might do that. On Mate, I'm, shall I tell you what the most thing is? I'm watching my kids grow. Right there, doing another year, watching my kids grow, getting to see that, that sort of stuff side of things. For me, that is the main aim now. That is the main ambition, to live, along, live long enough to see my kids settled. Nothing else matters, man. Trust me, when you've been when you've been like two seconds away from death, everything, all these big houses, cars, watches, and all that, they don't mean shit, mate. So yeah. I, to me, it, it doesn't mean um yeah that much, you know, uh, to do that. And for me, it's it's about don't get me wrong, I've got everything that I need in life, and I can get a lot more. Yeah. So, but I don't need to go out and show that off and that I've got this and that, and I've got this many properties and this and that and that. You know, I'm happy living with my mum and dad, living with my kids. And for me, that's the main thing. The main thing now is just to be a lot more family orientated. I don't want my, I don't, when I die, I don't want my kids to say, he should have spent more time with us. You know, on Facebook, what's the biggest status you see is of regret when someone dies, isn't it? It's always like, I wish I could have spent more time with dad, or I wish my dad was here. <laughs> I wish I could have spent more time with my mum, Hannah. I really ignored her. I don't want my kids to ever write that status. I want them to say, yeah, he was around. He did what he could for us. You know, and regardless, we're working people. And we work unsociable hours as well. Yeah, and you especially, Nico. You know, you're free time. You always, it's your job. But then I suppose during the week, maybe in the daytime. But you've got another job as well. So it's not right, really. So. To be fair, I, I do. I am spending a lot more time with my kids. Um, Maybe the videos I, help you. That helps yeah. you do that, right? Yeah, but the thing is, like, even videos aside, like, next year, my wife, like, even COVID, we was meant to go to Disneyland for two weeks. And my missus says, look, you, you'll be geeking all year round. 
this is our time with the kids. They're going to grow up and we're not going to get that time back. And this is bang in the middle of wedding season. And I said, okay, we'll do it. So I didn't take any work on them. But obviously COVID kicked in. 2021 was a whole different ball game. But then next year, July, we're looking forward to now. Hopefully touch wood, it all goes ahead and stuff. But what you said, her job, it does, it, it, it makes sense now because we are... We are working rats around the clock, seven days a week, especially myself, seven days a week, very unsociable hours. But I, I am spending a lot more time with the kids. I will, I will put, you know, give them a bath. I would spend time trying to put them to bed. Um, they'll jump into my bed in the middle of the night and stuff. Yeah, but I actually secretly like that as well. I love the fact that they're around me and they're at a age where they still say, Daddy. I like the fact that they don't call me Dad, they call me Daddy. I like the fact that uh, they tell me that they love me. Daddy, I love you. I love you too, all that kind of stuff. Because it gets to a certain age, they'll stop doing that. So at this moment, Tom, I'm trying to enjoy that. And going back to your point, what's my thing that I want to achieve for next year? And I think, to be fair, like a job said, I think I feel like I've got everything. Does that make sense? If I do even bigger and better next year, great. But my ambition is just carrying doing what I'm doing at the moment as well. It's working touch wood um, and happiness. And I put up the status and I do, I, I put the same status quite a bit materialistic things only give you temporary happiness not family they give you permanent and you know that's the most important thing that keep around you try to do as much as you can we live in a world where we have to work and we work even more because we want to give them better things in life but you know what's most important thing in life it's time in it you can't you, you can't buy that it's there uh, my favorite quote and which one that i put up a lot is bob marley's quote and he goes some people are so poor all they've got is money and I think yeah. that that's really sort of kicked in, you know. I don't want to yeah, be like, all I've got is money. So you know, for me, there's nothing. Money comes and goes, mate. You've seen me on nights out, mate. I was, you know, I'll go out and do two grand here, three grand there. I've never mm -hmm. like given, you know, book the suites and all that. I've never cared about yeah. money because easy come, easy go, right? So mm -hmm. for for that, it's always about for me, it's family. For me, okay. it's family. And respect. What about you, Ricky? Well, for next year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> a little bit of what you guys have said, to be honest, is one of the reasons why I kind of walked away from like from that kind of whole wedding scene and stuff was yeah. because my, I was missing my, the, the kids and um, um, I needed to be around them. And I don't want them ever to turn around and say to me, oh, you should like they would never say that. But you just know whether you whether you've made the effort or not. And I didn't want them to have that as a potential excuse. Um, and then also I just. Um, kind of finding little things that make make me happy really just kind of plod on um so like things like this the podcast it really yeah. you know i find it enjoyable in terms of what i do I, i've got no competition with anyone because i don't uh, you know uh, there's there's roti for everyone in any industry what they do so i don't you know i'm i don't get paid for this or nothing so hmm. hopefully if this goes a little bit better or and netflix. On, on it netflix next year nah, i can't be on them and <laughs> No, no, but it's 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 just generally that if I see other people doing well, it makes me happy, you know. Yeah. And I think I it's funny, you know, it's it's funny because the first episode I did with Hajab, he said something, and I kind of almost consciously try not to repeat it everything, which is people have made mistakes in their life, and you always do your things, and you're gonna make more. But if you don't grow from that, and you're still the same bunda as you was last year or two years or five yeah. ten years ago and your opinions don't change um i think you're in trouble and and the art the, you know you you have got the right to change your mind because in this day if you say something you that means that's it 100 that's what, what you believe in and people don't the people have taken away the right for you to change your mind and think actually got that wrong you know you're right 
um, I'm going to just try and, uh, you know, go down this particular other avenue. And um, that's been the big thing in terms of like, you know, growth. growing. Life is about growth. Yeah, that's it. So I, I, I put that as a clip. I stopped at five foot five. You guys are probably a little bit taller than me, but you know what? It's all good. Yeah, I'm five <laughs> foot five. Yeah, no worries. That's it. All right there, guys. Uh, really appreciate it, man. I know this is kind of everything bought in. We've like smashed nearly uh, two hours, like just under... But I really like Aaron, three quarters, yeah, exactly. Like Felt like, like we're having a session, but we're at the drink. I'm yeah, it's like zero parties, lockdown zero parties. Yeah. It's been good to talk, man. It's been this, really interesting. This, this was a prop, by the way. There was Barney in it. So, uh, at, at the back behind you, yeah, that is that a painting? That's the family, isn't it? It's um, my daughter and my son, and I've just got a collage of all their best attributes. Like, what I the that was Shadow Khan at the top. It looked like a Bollywood like film. A Bollywood but, film. Yeah. I thought it was like an Amitabh Bachchan, like Divar sort of poster. He's, he's backing up a wicked man. Right, so, he's, he's, can you still hear me? See me? Uh, I got it's just yeah, yeah, I can see that. It looks yeah, like yeah, is yeah. that inquisitive has done that? It looks like that. Maybe I should have done that. It looks like that. Who? Oh, yeah, it's good, who done that? It's a guy from Bedford, Luton. Oh, guys, um, yeah. yeah, all right, then, guys, yeah. I'll, um, so there's a, there's gonna be two versions. There's gonna be the director's cut, and there's gonna be the normal cut. Yeah, so uh, with, well, I'll end this now, but thank you guys. Now, nah, thanks for having us, man. It's been fun, that's been good, it's been quite. It's been quite unloading. Yeah. Yeah. Like, man, how are you in there? Yeah, yeah. How do you get home, mate? It's 20 past 10. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> no. 10 past 9. Oh, I did. We're going to go. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.